Good morning, everyone. And here's a synopsis of the Torah reading for today. Today is the reading we're learning in member Tamar Batalu. Tamar Batmachluf, her, her uh, yard site is today. May she be blessed and her entire family and all of Am Yisrael. The first section of today's reading, which is um, the fourth reading for Parshas Vayera, um, God basically told Lot that I will save, um, not only save you, but I'll save the entire city of Tor. Because um, Lot was complaining. I was asking that he, instead of going to Abraham, where Abraham was living, I wanted to go to the city of Tzohar. And he didn't want to be next to his, his uncle to look bad in front of such a righteous person. So he, the angel said, I'm going to save you and the entire city because of you. And he quickly go there because I can't do anything until you get there. The angel was needing needed to admit that it was not in his power to destroy the city on his own. Earlier he said, I'm destroying, that we're destroying the city. So he had to admit that he had to wait. It's all God said, I can't do anything. From here we learned that it was just one angel destroying the city. The other angel had to save Lot. Each angel does one job. And that's why the name of the city was Tzor, because it was small. It was, it was young. It was small of sins too. Less sins than Stom and Gomorrah and the other cities. The sun came up and Lot came to Tzor. And God brought down on, 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 on Stom and Gomorrah um, fire and brimstone from heaven. And God means him and his, and, and, and his court and this was a search of dawn, so both the sun and the moon could be present. So those that worship the sun and the moon cannot say that their God would have stopped them if it had been at night or if it had done during the day. They're the ones that worship the moon would have said it. So he brought, that, he brought the destruction when the sun and the moon were still visible. Uh, first he brought down rain and then he brought fire and brimstone from God. Also when one, God, wants to, um, when God wants, to, wants to punish his people, he brings from the heaven fire. So too when he also bring the manna he brought from the heaven, bread from heaven. And God basically turned over the cities and the entire plain and all the vegetation that's from the earth. All the four cities were sitting on one stone and he turned it upside down. And Lot's wife looked behind Lot and she turned into a pillar of salt. Her sin was with salt that when, the, when, they, when Lot would bring guests, and he asked to, for some salt to be brought for the guests. She would say, you want to bring this terrible custom, this bad custom too to our town? In other words, not only is he bring guests, which they didn't accept in the town of Sodom, but even this to give them salt. Verse 27, Avram woke up early in the morning, the place where he was standing, talking to God, and he saw in the stone and Amora, and all earth, basically the cities there, he saw that the smoke came up like uh, the pillar that comes from a lime kiln. Um, basically what that means is that it, uh, a pit where stones are burned down into lime and it was when God destroyed these cities that, he, that God remembered Avram and, 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 he, and, and uh, he took out Lot from the cities before he destroyed it in other words why did he remember Avram why did he remember Lot because of Avram when Sarah said and it was abducted um, by Pharaoh and said that this is my husband. This is my brother, not my husband. I'm, I'm his sister. Lot knew the secret and he protected her. So God protected Lot on account of Avram. In other words, basically Avram, taking account of Avram and that's how he remembered the salvation of Lot. Uh, Lot left Soar and stayed and went into the mountain, to, would live in the mountain, the cave in a mountain, him and his two daughters. 
Uh, he was afraid of, to live in Tzor because it was close to stone. The elder daughter said to the younger daughter, our father's old and there's no one to, to live with us like a, like a husband and wife. And if we don't move quickly, maybe he'll pass away or maybe he won't be able to give birth. They thought they were the only people left in the world like the, the generation of the flood. Let's give wine to our father and lie with him and bring ch- children from our father. And they basically gave him to drink wine. And that night, the elder daughter lied with her father. And he didn't know when he was sitting, uh, lying down or waking up. He was drunk. Um, by miracle, there was wine in the cave to bring out two nations. Um, it says they lied with her father, the older daughter. And the, by the younger daughter, she was more, who didn't begin, initiate the illicit relations. The, the verse doesn't say lied with her father, lied with him. Um, to cover up on his his shame, on her shame, as opposed to the first one, who was not modest, um, brought out his shame in public. It says on a dot that, that Lot didn't know when he lied down and when he woke. There's a dot on the word when he woke that shows that he actually recognized that what had happened when he got up, and he still wasn't careful not to drink wine the second nights. Um, it says that anyone that's inflamed, I believe he says, by uh, forbidden sexual immoral desires, uh, will eventually be fed with their own flesh. Verse. 34, and it was the next day, and, and the older daughter said to the younger one, Yesterday I lied with father, let's give wine to our father tonight and lie with him and bring forth um, children from our father. And that night they also gave him wine, um, and the younger one lied with her father, and he didn't know when he was, was lying down, and when he woke up, Lot was drunk. And the two daughters of Lot um, became pregnant from the father, even though usually a lady doesn't become pregnant from the first um, um, the first time. Um, of marital relations, they were able to manipulate themselves and 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 remove their hymens and become um, pregnant right away. Um, the older one gave birth to a son, and she called him Moab, and that's the father of the Moabites until this day. She was not modest, and she actually called her son Moab, which means from father. But the younger one uh, called her son more modest and more clean way, and she got actually rewarded in times of Moses when they were in the desert. They were told they they cannot harass the, the Ammonite nation, which came from the younger daughter. But the Moabite nation coming from the older daughter, they were not allowed to wage war, but they were allowed to harass them and make them afraid. Also, the, the younger daughter gave birth to a child, and she called him son of my nation, and that's the Ammonite. Ami, the word is short for um, the son of my nation. Um, that's And that was uh, the Ammonite's nation until today. That was uh, through 38, chapter number 19. Now we go to chapter number 20, verse 20, uh, verse 1, chapter 20, verse 1. Uh, Moshe, uh, Avram then left towards the south, the southern land, and he dwelled between Kaddish and Shur, and he lived in the in sojourned in Gerar. He left there because there were people who wouldn't come by. He had a bread and breakfast, so to speak. People would have the hospitality, um, not business, because he actually fed them without any money. He'd actually just ask people to thank God. And he saw less people were coming there because the cities were destroyed. He left there. Others say he left because of the bad name that Lot got that he committed incest with his daughters. And basically, Avram said to Sarah uh, about about his wife that that is my sister. And Avimelech went ahead and took Sarah. Didn't take permission. Did it without asking her permission, without her choice. Um, Avimelech, uh, God came to Avimelech at night and said, you're going to die um, by taking this woman because she is a, a lady, someone's wife. Avimelech did not close, come close to her um, and complained to God, you want to kill a righteous person, 
two. Basically, the angel wouldn't let him come next to her to touch her. Um, you know, he complained and said, "You're not. You're going to let Rashi explains." He complained and said, "You're going to kill me like you did the generation of the flood and generation of the dispersion that you did it for no reason. You're also me. You're going to kill for no reason." He says, "I claim. I claim it's for no reason." Um, didn't he tell me that this is my sister? Uh, and she also said, "This is my brother." So basically, I did it with an innocent heart and with clean hands. Also, the word also means to say that even the, the servants and the camel drivers and the donkey drivers all said this is his, his sister. So he says, I'm innocent. I didn't mean to sin. And I'm clean that I didn't touch her. God said to him in a dream, I also know that you did this innocently. Therefore, I stopped you um, from sinning to me and I didn't allow you touching her. Uh, basically, he said, true, uh, you did not intend to sin, but you cannot claim to have clean hands because he did end up actually touching her. But uh, And he said, I actually didn't let you touch her, uh, live with her, so to speak, and I saved you from sinning. Now return the wife of this man and he because he's a prophet and will pray for you and if you don't know that you will die and everything that's with you. Don't think that he will become repulsed to him because he's a prophet and he will not hate you, and he will still pray for you. Um, he knows that you didn't really live with her, didn't touch her. And, and therefore he will pray for you. Avimelech got up early in the morning, and he called all the servants and told them everything about his dream, and the people feared very much. Avimelech called out to Avram, he says, what did you do to me? What, what have I sinned to you that you brought on me and my kingdom? Such severe sin. Uh, things that happen to me don't happen to other people, extraordinary things happen to me because of you. In other words, an unusual thing that God did, a, a horrible plague, that God closed up all the human orifices of semen, urine, and excrement in the ears and the nose. Avimelech said to Avram, what did you, in other words, what did you see that made you do this thing? Avram said, because I said, there's no fear of God in this place and they're going to kill me because of my wife. When you come to a city, says Rashi, did they ask you about what kind of, do you need food or drink? Did they ask you if this is your wife or your sister? I saw there's no fear of God here. And also to rectify himself, he said, this is indeed my sister. Uh, basically, it's the daughter of my father, but not my mother. And therefore, she became my wife. Uh, basically, it was really his niece, but from the father's side. Haran, who was his brother, was a brother from the father, not by the mother. And when Noahide, at that point, Avram, I had to keep the Noahide laws and family lineage only went through the mother and not the father and therefore um, he would be allowed to marry a sister from the father's side and technically even though it was really niece um, so why is he saying it's a sister? Because children's children like children therefore Terach who was his father Avram's father would call his granddaughter Sarah his daughter uh, but Haran although was not from the same mother as Avram, it was a brother from another mother, uh, it, and it was when uh, now when God made me leave from my father's house to go wandering, I said to her, "Do this kindness to me wherever you go. Say that I am your brother." Basically, when God made me wander from place to place, I knew I was going to come to places of wicked people. So He told His wife Sarah that this is um, sometime actually the word Elohim is plural, even though it refers to one God. That is an expression that is used. Um, and he told his wife, and ever they ask who it is, say that you are my sister. 
Avimelech took sheep and cattle and, and servants and maid servants and gave it to Avram and returned Sarah's wife. And this is so that he mollified him to pray for him. Avimelech said, My land is before you. You can dwell wherever you want. Not like Pharaoh who was concerned that his people were immoral said, Leave this place. He said, Avimelech was, said, You can live wherever you want. And also to Sarah, he gave a thousand silver um, slime, certain, certain um, coin. He said, he said, I'm indeed giving you to your kinsmen and it will act as a veil of exoneration before those who are with you amongst you that, that prove you vindicated when people think that I abused you and then returned you. If I gave you empty-handed, they would say that happened. But once they see they had to pay money, they'll know that I didn't touch you and, and they'll know it was a miracle and that you were, were not, uh, I didn't live with you. And this can be, so to speak, a proof when you're talking to people to show that um, you are right and that you were never violated. This. Another explanation is basically that um, this money should be on account of my eyes to have gazed upon you um, and, and therefore I'm giving you this money. Like an atonement, so to speak. <clears throat> what that means is basically the term hochacha means clarifying, uh, oh, this is unclist. Basically, according to his explanation, is it is an act for you as a garment of honor a, a, on account of my eyes having gazed upon you. God prayed for uh, Avram, prayed and uh, to God, and God healed Avimelech and his wife and his maidservants, and they had relief basically that their orifices opened up because God had closed firmly all the orifices of Avimelech and his household because uh, upon the word of Sarah. Uh, God, rem- verse uh, chapter twenty-one, verse. T- one, God remembered Sarah as he said, and he did for Sarah as he had spoken. Um, why did this just this part about about Sarah giving birth and, and Abraham and Sarah being Sarah being remembered right here? Because when teaches you that when you pray for someone else, you get answered first. He prayed for Avimelech that he or his orifices open up, and it says God remembered Sarah already before that before he was healed. Sarah was remembered and her womb opened up and she gave birth. Um, and the word Amar, said, and Deber have both were used previously for God to indicate um, God said to Sarah, uh, God said to Avram, but Sarah, your wife, will give birth. And also, uh, we see the word Devar in the, in, the, in the covenant of the parts. The word of God, God had spoken to Abraham um, of there that this one, Yishmael, will not be your heir, but rather another one will come, um, will be your heir. So that was the promise. Uh, and this heir came from Sarah. So God did to, to Abraham as he had spoken to, God did for Sarah as he had spoken to Abraham. And she became pregnant that bore Avram, his son, basically resembled him at the point of time that God had mentioned. It was a question, Rabbi Yudan and Rabbi Chama. Rabbi Yudan says it was after nine months, so people shouldn't say she became pregnant in Rabbi Melech. Rabbi Chama said it was after seven months. And... Uh, the word Zikinav means at the time of the old age. Another explanation is that they actually resembled each other. Avram and, Sa- and Yitzchak resembled each other. At the time that the angels had said, basically, at the time that God had spoken to the angels, they, they actually scratched something in the wall, a mark, and said, when the next year the sun comes at this place, um, Sarah will give birth. Avram called his son that was born to him, uh, through whom Sarah had born to him Yitzchak and Avram circumcised Yitzchak and his son on the eighth day just said God had commanded him it's interesting that 
the Moabites who was born to incest through the Lot having relations with his daughter um, is, is where the Moabite nation came who eventually, generations later, led to a convert, a righteous convert, Ruth, the Moabites converted to Judaism and she ended up becoming, um, giving, um, King David comes from her heritage, lineage. So from Ruth, the Moabite, comes King David who gives birth to King Solomon who eventually, tradition has it, that Mashiach will redeem all the people in the world, bring all the Jews back to Jerusalem, comes from Ruth and comes from King David. So it reminds us, no matter what our background, we should never say, oh, I come from this this family that was difficult and a challenging childhood and therefore I can't make it. God empowers us no matter, even from the most unusual family lineage, God gives us each an opportunity every day to do what we should and overcome all our challenges with joy. This will bring about our mitzvah, the Mashiach, the grandkid of Ruth the Moabite, the grandkid of Lot and his daughter, the coming of Mashiach now immediately. And let's all say together, Amen.